Laughter and a joyful heart are like good medicine. Welcome to my brand new show. A new kind of comedy. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, there is so much more in store. We have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, joy is our superpower. Always takes us higher when life is feeling low. We will blossom like a flower, fill our mouths with laughter, gives us strength to glow. Special guest comedians, funny stories, segments too. We want to know what makes you laugh, what brings you joy when you are blue. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your family, tell a friend. Laughter is a gift for all, so share your smile and let's stand tall. Laugh about it, laugh about it, with shiny champagne. Laugh about it, laugh about it, with shiny champagne. There is so much more in store, we have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it, with shiny champagne. All right, all right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to episode 54 of Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM in Oxnard. I am Sade Champagne. This is a brand new radio show that I've created, directed, and executive produced here on KJBU 99.3 FM. Yes, that's me singing on the theme song, if you couldn't tell already. Written by me and executive produced by Alberto Merero Hernandez in Spain and the Quakes. But I'll share with you more about me a little later in the episode. It's time to introduce our special guest y'all she came all the way from san luis obispo to be with us this morning up and coming professional award-winning comic from california's central coast kelsey ray let's go we ain't done you know td jakes gets us away hey <laughs> Kelsey, also, you know, we ain't done yet. She's done comedy from the Bay Area down to L.A. She's performed for Don't Tell Comedy. She recently placed third in the Rooster Tea Feathers New Talent Competition, won her first roast battle at the Comedy Store. And guess what? She is kicking butt. Also, as a part owner of her own comedy events production business, Bootleg Comedy Collective. Kelsey Ray. Yeah. Did you know that you were that bomb like that? Like, that's who you are. I mean, if I'm going to be real, yes. Good. Yes, that's I what I'm did. talking about. I am a powerful woman and yes. I understand that. But uh, yeah, it, I, hearing my credits out loud is, is kind of crazy to hear them listed <laughs> in order like that. And we just getting started. I'm sure there's more. This is just the intro. <laughs> I'm sure there's more if you just keep going and telling us. Yes. Be like, actually, Shadi, I've also done this, this, <laughs> and this. So how are you doing? How was your drive? The drive was good. Ran into some some crazy traffic. Uh, 
But yeah, I think it was uh, a little over two with because of the traffic. It was like two and a half hours long. Oh my goodness! I think, but yeah, I've got podcasts and and music to listen yeah. to, so it was chill. We're so thankful to have you with us this morning. That is quite a drive, and I love it because it's like even though I always tell people they're like shocked, like oh my gosh, you drive here and go to here and support and perform and whatever. It's like yeah, just because we live in a small town don't mean we got small town thinking. Yep, we trying to be everywhere with all the yep. people. Yep, I want to so. be everywhere all at once. Exactly. I'm so excited to have you as a special guest on Laugh About It with Sade Champagne. This is a new kind of comedy. We feature special and celebrity guest comedians and funny entertainers like yourself live in the studio. We share funny and encouraging stories, hear hilarious memories from the listeners, play music, and more. I think I told you this when we first met, but did you know that as a comedian, y'all are superheroes without the capes doing the good Lord's work? I I love to hear that. (laughs) I love to hear that. That makes it seem so sick. I'm a superhero. I can't wait for uh, someone to write a comic book about me. They uh, need to. I want to look sick. Maybe. I, it's maybe. gotta be good. Because I love screenwriting and script writing, mm-hmm. but I'm not a comedian, even though I love comedy. And mm-hmm. so what I need to do is when the time comes, I want to write like a, a comedy superhero film. I need to get you and all my comedy friends together. And then yes. that would be the funniest thing ever and show like how Absolutely. and the silliest and like satire, like how joy and oh, laughter yes. just literally, you know, diffuses lots of situations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And helps people <laughs> out of getting their butt kicked. Yes. And- <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would love that. Saving the world one joke at a time. Ooh, there it is that's right good. there. That's y'all, it. y'all heard it here first. <laughs> copyright. Copyright. Exactly. We got it already. It's a poor man's copyright. <laughs> so, Kelsey, have you always been a funny person? And when did you first discover your passion for writing and comedy? Um, I think that I probably have always been a funny person. I just didn't like think about doing anything with it. Uh, I just thought that that was like a personality trait. And then um, when I one day I was just like out at a bar with my friends. It was a bar we go to every Friday night. Mm -hmm. And uh, they just so happened to be having a comedy show there. Mm -hmm. And I was talking with the comedians and they were like, hey, have you ever tried doing this Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that there was comedy in my area so I was like oh man you mean I gotta drive all the way to LA like there's no way I could do that and they were like no there's in San Luis because I was living in Santa Maria at the time Mm -hmm. they were like it's shout out to Santa Maria Santa Maria I'm gonna be there this weekend for a private birthday party (gasps) I'm performing at that's so cool go go do um go to La Picosita for tacos that's that's my favorite spot but uh yeah they told me that there was comedy in San Luis so I started doing open mics out there and realized that I love performing Mm. and I love making people laugh and so that was probably like four years ago and I've uh, been pretty consistent ever since then wow I love that and so only four years ago but girl the way your timing is we're gonna get into that because I'm gonna share all the reasons (laughs) why I think you're amazing but your timing and the way you just like pace yourself and your presence you think you've been doing this longer than four years thank you you know what I think it is honestly is so before I was doing comedy Mm -hmm. I thought that if I was ever gonna be doing something performative I I thought it would be through music because I've I've been doing music in in some way shape or form since what? I was eight yeah tell us more yeah so when I was like eight uh everyone wants to be in like band so yeah I I played the clarinet uh and then after that uh I played all through elementary school in mm-hmm. junior high I taught myself how to play the bass what yeah so I've been playing that since forever and then uh in high school I learned how to play the euphonium which is like a small tuba so you out here a whole musician yeah musician and didn't even tell nobody oh yeah well because now all I do is comedy I was like <laughs> like it still counts it does count but I think that that helps me a lot with like my yeah. comedic timing yeah is because I understand like yeah. the importance of a pause and the importance of bringing mm. something up so I yeah. think that like my music background helps me with like 
performing as a comic for sure mm, that's powerful so um with you obviously always being funny person and just amusing to people share with us a couple of your funniest memories like it could be from growing up it could be from recently and being in comedy it could be behind the scenes personal whatever you want to share oh yeah okay so when like this is when i think that my family realized i was funny as they would always have me um like reenact george lopez bits <laughs> Because and and my dad, by the way, looks exactly like George Lopez. That's funny. Like so, Polly, every time you see George Lopez, yes, all the like, time, I'm like, is that Mario? Did he dye his hair? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, there was there would just be little things. Um, I remember like there was one time when I was younger, and uh, my mom was like upset that I think that I, I was supposed to fold laundry and I didn't do it, mm -hmm. and uh, she was getting upset with me and me being someone that needs comedy to break tension mm. just started like throwing socks in the air and i don't know why that started cracking her up uh but yeah that's like we we still joke about it to this day like sometimes yeah. like if i'll be hanging out with her she'll like throw a sock at me and i'm like oh i know what you're talking about i know exactly what you mean it's a good inside joke yeah. from forever ago yeah i love that and how you were able to use those situations to diffuse like mm -hmm. you said once again that stress and everything yeah I love that. And so um, obviously that's so so what made you take the leap then from music into more comedy? Uh, well, I was doing both at the same time for mm -hmm. a while. So I was uh, I was in a band called Little Tooth. Um, mm -hmm. I think our first <laughs> Little Tooth. Little Tooth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Little Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we were set to perform our first live show. Yeah. Uh, on like a Friday. Yeah. Um, and then like that Wednesday is when the world shut down for COVID. Mm. So up until COVID, um, I was doing both. Wow. Yeah. But um, and also like one of the guys in the band, he's the one that told me that there was comedy. Mm -hmm. So like it was we were kind of like doing music and comedy yeah. together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once I think it got it like comedy is so much easier to practice and mm -hmm. I, I i'm really busy so i only have time to really focus on like mm -hmm. one passion at a time so mm -hmm. when i realized that like comedy was what i really wanted to do mm -hmm. i started focusing just on that and i'll still like jam mm -hmm. every now and then but uh yeah i i dedicate all all my free time to, to working on comedy right now mm -hmm. so that yeah. makes sense i love that so you knew then obviously as you started going into these shows that this is something you're really passionate about that you love and so did you already like did it start burning into you one of do it professionally and then what was that process or what has that process been like um i i think that i was probably like i didn't take it super seriously until maybe two years ago mm -hmm. that's when i really realized like i had seen my growth from when i started yeah and i was like okay this has to be something that i really work on that's when i started trying to do more shows out of town mm -hmm. um that's when i entered uh for the rooster tea feathers competition mm -hmm. that's such a funny name <laughs> it's, yeah it's so weird and like rooster tea feathers i didn't know this because because i was focusing so much on music mm -hmm. like the first two-thirds of my life yeah i don't have a lot of comedy knowledge mm. and i didn't know that rooster tea feathers was like a legit comedy club in sunnyvale mm. people like the um hassan minaj placed in that competition wow like 10 years before up. Me, yeah. yeah see like i'm learning spot. see i'm learning something new all the time y'all this is so great okay cool but yeah i uh mm -hmm. i think that once i i really started like writing and actually it was um ernest who was a guest on your yes. on your show shout yeah. out to ernest romero yeah he he told me something once he was told me that uh talking about my life is what makes me more relatable. Mm. So when I started really opening up on stage about me, I started yeah. 
getting better audience reactions i started mm. getting booked more so like now that i really like focus on myself it's made me a way better comic and it's helped me mm. get like way more opportunities that's powerful mm. and it's great too because it's hard for someone to steal your jokes mm. when it's which i didn't even realize that was something that folks was doing until yep. people a lot of my comedy friends they told me they're like shoddy there's so much drama that happened on behind the scenes oh, that yeah. you and i said well oh, good yeah. thing i don't know oh, because yeah. i just want to be a fan yeah. <laughs> and a supporter of y'all they're like but it'd be so much drama and so that's it makes it harder for people to be able to take those mm -hmm. things because it's uniquely to you yeah and it's gonna sound really silly unless if they look exactly like you and exactly. look like they came exactly from like, your environment. I, I dare a white man to steal my <laughs> joke and start talking about being a Mexican Filipino woman. Like, I dare you. Yeah. I dare you. I love it. And that was one of the things that was so cool, too, is you definitely do look... Um, ethnically ambiguous mm -hmm. and so that's great because i'm like oh that's like and you look like you could be indigenous too yeah and i'm sure you've heard yeah. that before you also look like you could be middle eastern yep i get that yeah. i get hawaiian any any of the pacific islander yeah any yeah. any kind of like hispanic yeah and i look like a brown woman <laughs> i look i can i could be checked in any box i look like a brown woman and that's good for if you ever want to act and mm -hmm. stuff too you're going to be able to play all those things you're like i could do it i check multiple boxes <laughs> exactly i love that so much so you I've, like you said you started doing um wanting to focus more on comedy during the pandemic mm -hmm. so share with us like what has that been like with you obviously starting to build this passion and take it more seriously when the world shut down like what was that like for you and how were you able to flex your creative muscles during that time yeah it was i started at like kind of an unfortunate time because i had been doing comedy for maybe like six months mm -hmm. before covid hit so i didn't have a lot of experience under my belt so mm -hmm. there was a lot of comics that switched and started doing uh like zoom shows right. or or trying to like write skits and perform those yeah and so i i took a huge break uh during covid like like a lot of comics did um, and then, but I used that time to write. I mm. used it to yeah. try and, you know, make light of the situation. Cause that's really the whole point of comedy is right. making light of stuff. Um, so I just started writing a lot. Um, I, I wrote probably like in the six months that I wasn't doing comedy, probably like 20 minutes of material. That's a lot. Yeah. Just, well, because that's all I could do. Like right. I couldn't perform or anything like that. And then I remember when the first open, open mic hit in November, yeah. I was like, okay, it's time I'm ready. I've written. So it was, it was hard to navigate because I had, I didn't have a lot of options. It was just like, I was yeah. an open micer. I wasn't doing shows. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was interesting to navigate that. Oh, I can only imagine everyone, as you know, currently you can tune in live every Thursday from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on 99.3 FM. And then also the episodes do re-air on the station throughout the week. And then every episode is available to download and stream on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, or iHeartRadio. Follow, follow Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on any of those platforms, and you'll be able to have the episodes sent directly to your mobile device when they upload. So it's going to be great. You'll be able to listen to Kelsey again and again and again. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And so, and I, I'm so thankful too, because I think of, and we're going to talk about him in the Let's Go segment, but I'm so thankful to my boys, Matt Reif and Paul Aaliyah, because they started the first outside comedy events during the pandemic mm. and literally like in the parking lot of their apartment complex where they were at the time. 
That's I remember, so cool. and that was like July, I have it like documented, July 2020. Oh. And so it was such a blessing because someone like me, and I'm, I'm more of an ambivert, mm-hmm. you know, which is a combo of extrovert and introvert. Yeah. But when you love comedy as much as we do, and it's like, and obviously you do it professionally, mm-hmm. it's like not being able to go to live shows and be able to laugh with people in person, it was so hard. And yeah. so I was like, man, I was thankful that they opened those doors for comedians like yourself, where it's like, finally, you know, you've been, you know, work writing, you've been trying to do zoom you've been trying to do yep. stuff through yep. you know um, facebook live and, and instagram live yeah. <laughs> the zoom shows were rough man because i was like am i funny or is it lagging like what <laughs> It was this, and then I'm like, should I cut this joke? And then three minutes later, I'm hearing laughter, and I was like, okay, yeah. it's just everyone else has yeah, that the timing, connection. Yeah, the timing was really bad on it because I remember going to shows like that and. Mm-hmm. And he would literally be like, Matt would be like, okay, he goes, I'm going to take the volume off on y'all, but try not to talk on other people. Don't make it crazy. He goes, but I want to hear. Because yeah. just seeing the laughing emojis ain't going to cut it for me. Yeah, it doesn't work. This, that's not a good, re- how am I going to know if this joke kills? I'm like, oh, seven laugh emojis. I must be murdering right now. But yeah. I, I had a buddy of mine too that during COVID, he performed yeah. at like a stadium, I think like at a baseball stadium. Wow. And people drove their cars up. Yeah. Uh, on the field yeah. and they would honk for laughter oh yes and he said that was crazy because it was like they said it was it, scary yeah, too. He, he, said it, he said it was cool but at the same time he's like he's like trying to like put his foot on the brake he's like what why are they honking at me yeah that, that must have been insane i know it's like your heart starts yeah i would have quit i, I would have got off stage i'm like you know what back to music for me i would have hit up little tooth i would have been like we're, we're out little tooth. <laughs> you're like it's a wrap it's a wrap that's funny if you're a comedian interested in being a guest on the show please reach out to me via social media instagram i am shy Champagne, Facebook Shade Champagne, or Twitter Shade Champagne. Email Shade Champagne Music at gmail.com as well. The same goes for musical artists who would like to submit their music to be played on the show. We have literally been able to promote, support, and highlight. Um, over 50 comedians since the show. And I'm sure it's more than that if I were to go, but just in our episodes itself. And that's been really great. And to see all the things that y'all are doing and, and being able to pour into that has been one of my greatest joys. That's so cool. I love that you appreciate it. I love that you yes. appreciate this this art form. Because yeah. uh, I, I I don't know, I feel like a lot of people kind of forget that mm-hmm. like comedy is, you have to work really hard at it. Yes. I think a lot of people, a lot of people think that if you're funny, you can be a comedian, but Mm-mm. you have to be able to write, you have to be able to deliver, you have to make yeah. sure that it's relatable. Like, yeah. so it's it's nice that you appreciate the, the work that we do. It's super cool. Oh, I am a huge fan. So with that being said, Kelsey, tell us about the process of how do you write your jokes and develop your comedy stories? You mentioned already about it being personal things to you, but go into more details with that. Yeah, so uh, I, I what I like to do is, especially when I'm talking about like myself, from my childhood I like to talk about something and it doesn't matter whether it's like unique or not uh, I try to make something that people don't understand relatable Mm. so if I'm performing for an audience that maybe is not predominantly Hispanic or -hmm. or East Asian um, the the trick is to talk about growing up as a Mexican Filipino woman (laughs) and to make them laugh, you know, like that is like, everyone has a different upbringing, but like we all grew up with a mom that said we can only get water today. Like we're (laughs) at this restaurant with no sodas, no dessert, no appetizer. And we're splitting, like trying to like make that relatable. (laughs) Uh, But like, I, I, it's really actually hard for me to 
right because mm-hmm. I don't ever think of something happening to me as like a bit that I could use mm. it's usually not until I tell someone like this crazy thing happened and they're like write it down and they're like write that down and I'm like but I'm just venting right now and oh. they're like no this is material and I oh, wow. I don't really realize it uh yeah. so usually I have to rely on someone being like hey that was funny and I'm like oh shoot let me yeah. write it down word for word then yeah and do you think that's part of you being a newer com- comic right now like that is probably part of the process because I feel like the longer you're in it and doing this you're going to mm-hmm. start real like realizing what's going to be your writing process like and you're going to be able to tell like off the bat like oh this could be something I could share about yeah that's definitely it and I uh like I had said earlier I didn't uh I never really like watched a lot of stand-up growing up mm-hmm. I, it's not something I ever studied or yeah like uh, like I I until I listened to like Leslie Jones book recently oh, I, I didn't have that's a, my girl so good oh my god I was like <laughs> she's talking to me right now she is talking to me but like I don't really have any like yeah. like comedians that I like looked up to or like idolize so yeah. I feel like because I haven't studied comedy the way that I probably should yeah it, it is harder for me to find my footing when it comes to writing material mm, that and, makes sense uh, yeah luckily like the the our comedy scene that we have out in slow uh yeah we were talking the other day about like uh like writing sessions and stuff and people were giving me like uh hit like helpful little mm-hmm. like hints on how to write and stream of consciousness and just write down things mm. and something funny will come out so mm-hmm. yeah i think I, i've been like trying to work on that and i've been trying to like try different things to see what works best for me as far as writing goes yeah i think that's great too because one even though it may seem to you like it's not a benefit i think the fact that you don't have a ton of influences means everything you're creating is like a fresh mm-hmm. canvas you know mm-hmm. what i mean like and so no one's going to be able to say oh you kind of are influenced or remind me of this person yeah. it's like no you're going to have your own total style yeah and obviously it makes sense on one hand why people would study their craft and what mm-hmm. they love but then i also think there's something to be said for someone who's like i'm coming into this i love it i'm passionate about it but i don't have all this other experience or watching all mm-hmm. these people i'm literally mm-hmm. just i'm learning as i go and i think there's something you can feel that freshness with you and just like I said that blank canvas that you're able to create and no one can compare you to anybody yeah I, I've never gotten a you remind me of a Mm-mm. you know something like that and yeah I think too that helps with like because I I don't have like a I I, I can't think of like a comedian that I have a really similar style to or one that I seem really influenced by but yeah. I think that helps too with like you said like sometimes you come up with an idea yeah that is very generic and you're right. like has someone said this before right but because I kind of don't really study comedy and I just do my own thing. Yeah, there's a good per- like a good percent chance that someone hasn't said something like mm-hmm. that before. Yeah, because I'm just kind of I'm just doing talking about what's happened in my life. And yes. Stuff, so yeah. yeah. That's powerful. Do you have any pre-show routines? Like it's show day right now mm-hmm. and you have you know, you're getting ready for the show. What does that look like for you? Uh, Getting ready to perform for me. And it took me a long time to figure out what worked well for me. I need like 20 minutes of quiet time Mm. i need to i'm not one of those comics that can wing it i learned that the hard way Mm -hmm. i'm not someone that can just be like well let's go um i need 20 minutes of quiet time and what i need to do is like all all my jokes have like little bullet point names Mm -hmm. and i'll say it in my head which one's first second third or fourth Mm -hmm. have like two or three backups in case someone needs me to like buy more time or or in in case jokes are moving too quickly or i go Mm. off on a tangent or something but yeah i need to have quiet time and then i listen i like before my quiet time i have to listen to like doja cat uh i gotta listen <laughs> you to get any, like pumped i have ah, to ah, get ah, pumped ah, yes ah. because i try to be really high energy especially yes. when i'm hosting when i when i'm hosting a comedy show yes i try to be the highest energy person in the room that and makes try, sense and, try and bring that bring the audience up so yeah i have to listen to some empowering like women yeah music and then i'm quiet time and then i'm good to go <laughs> yeah 
that's I love that. That's so great. And yeah, it's funny too because you think of like the people like I'm like, man, I love me some Lil John. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. ah, and the and the music like that that gets you like oh mm-hmm. oh yes. We came into the station today and we had in vogue and you was already oh, like I was I I was in I was in my was element. I was in my I was like my dad has played this song while cleaning out the garage so many times. I know every word. <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> and you know, I was also thinking about how brilliant of a mind that you have to have as a comedian and it's funny because i'm sure all my comic friends are like actually a lot of us are very stupid and i'm like <laughs> no. but i mean for your craft it's a, mm. because you have to literally be so quick on your feet you have to have great memory mm-hmm. you have to be willing to go on a tangent adapt it's like you're literally learning all the time yep. and having to be sharp yep yeah it did it yeah it, it took me 10 years to finish community college but when i am performing <laughs> <laughs> when i am performing it is so the way another comedian described it to me once was yeah. she said uh when you're on stage comics have two brains yeah one of them is working on like this is the set yeah this is what joke comes next yeah this is what flow is going to be and then the other part of your brain is reading the room mm-hmm. like should i walk over here should right. i should i point out this this person that came in late should i yeah you know like see uh just like reading the room and like seeing what uh like how things are being perceived per- trying to like perceive whether mm-hmm. or not they're filling a joke or not because sometimes you have to tailor your set midway through you're like yes. oh they're really not feeling yes. this right now so yeah it's yeah it's crazy the way the mind works when they're mm-hmm. on stage it's it's yes. completely different it's nuts yeah and i love watching it as a comedy fan like mm-hmm. i'm watching obviously what you're doing and I'm enjoying the show and I'm watching the audience and how their reaction is and I'm just experiencing it myself. Like it's one of the coolest things, you know, and that we're always able to share with our friends and we'll literally be like, oh my gosh, you remember we went to this show Mm -hmm. and we remember like jokes and all that stuff and we'd be having ourselves a good time. Yes. And people know when I bring my friends, they be like, we ones who actually like to laugh and imagine that we actually like to laugh and have fun. Yes. We ain't gonna be there trying to be too cool for school. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's crazy to me too and I didn't realize it until maybe like a year ago that there is definitely like like a type of audience member that is like I'm like dude you can't laugh I know you're I I, could, I see your shoulders moving and you don't want to laugh a little bit like I don't try to hide it like you can laugh at this it's fine but yeah, yeah I, I feel like sometimes uh there sometimes there's audience members that will be like their uh mentality is yeah I dare you to make me laugh mm-hmm. I dare you to be that funny yeah and it's always nice when I, when you can make those people. There, you can always see a comic pointed out when they're like, "I finally cracked him. I finally yes. got him." But yeah, there's. Uh, I appreciate people like you that are like, "I'm here to laugh. I'm here to have fun." Yes. And it's very easy to tell when a joke is going well when people are laughing. But there are some people that are just like, "I dare you. I dare you." And I'm like, "Fine, here I come. Here I you're come." You're like, "You like, I'm ready for this." Challenge. I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "I ha- I was just playing Doja Cat, so don't be, I I got this. I got this." You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Kelsey, how do you navigate through the industry and in your career being a woman and being a woman of color? So uh, the one thing that I love about being a new comic is this is the only time in my life where being a woman and a woman of color has given me so much opportunity Wow! because everyone is trying to diversify their lineup. Mm. So I think that I get booked more because people want a woman, because Mm -hmm. they want a person of color. Mm -hmm. But I think that because I work really hard at being a comedian, that keeps me, it keeps me booked. Mm. So like I get given a lot of, a a lot of first opportunities because people are trying to check that box. Mm. And then once you use it to your advantage, use it to my advantage. And once people see that, like there's been a lot of times too, where, uh, I've been recommended by another comic to do a show and they want, uh, they say she's good for 20 minutes, yeah, but they've never seen me before. And they give me like five minutes. Mm -hmm. 
and then they regret giving me five minutes mm-hmm. because I can bring the heat. You sure so, do. A hundred percent. So like, yeah, being a being a brown woman actually gets me a lot of opportunities wow. at this level of comedy. You're so funny. You said, make sure you said at this level. <laughs> yeah, at this level. I know eventually there will be a time where that might not be the case. But, yeah. but as for right now, uh, it, people are... And also, too, what's crazy is something that I've noticed, at least in my area. Yeah. And even when I'm out on the road, majority of the audience are women. Yeah. Because women will come with their girls. Guys don't ever come with their guys. They only come like on a date. Mm. So it it's nice to have a woman in there because that's yeah. who your audience is. That's who wants to listen to yeah. you. So, yeah, it, I, I get tons of opportunity right now. and I'm just milking it as long as I can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's incredible. So I want to share how we first got connected and like my favorite things about you, why I wanted to have you on the show. And so we got connected through our mutual friend, Chris Williams. He's my brother, brother. (laughs) Love me some Chris. And so through his Let Loose comedy um, in Santa Barbara, I originally when I went that night at the Brass Bear Comedy, I was going to see Chris, of course, Mm -hmm. because literally we'd be so busy. The time I get to see him is when I go to his shows or to celebrate. And then also to see... um, Ralph as well. Yeah, Ralph's Ralph, great. Yes, Ralph Guerrero. And so I was so happy to see them both. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a great night. Mm-hmm. And then being able to see both of y'all there. And then also um, Sam became, I became a fan of his. And yeah. then, of course, a fan of you. And so first off, like I said, you come on to the stage. And, girl, it's like this wind comes with you. <laughs> and it's great presence. That's why I said the superhero part. Because oh, yeah, your yeah. presence is like boom yeah yeah like that song because i'm outside of the club and you think i'm a punk we ain't never scared (laughs) and you came out there and it's like and the wind came with you Mm. and you came out there you got on that mic i said i don't even know why she got a mic because this girl (laughs) don't need no mic (laughs) i know i'm too loud sometimes i I have to hold that mic a a little low because i'm like oh i'm screaming right now i love how loud you are i'd rather someone be as loud as you are than what i normally deal with is like you having to beg people oh yeah especially when i'm mentoring and working with vocalists and performers you have to like beg them to get louder and do it but no your volume was great then your relatability Mm -hmm. even though obviously we're not the same culture Mm -hmm. we are both women obviously but not the same cultures and have different life experiences but it was still so relatable i love your storytelling the funny things that you said like you were able to like one of the jokes that i still laugh about is you were talking about like within your dating and how hard that is and everything oh yeah you said unfortunately i like men yeah unfortunately (laughs) that's what i'm attracted to they don't notice when i get a haircut they don't remember my birthday it's the worst it's the worst yeah And it was cool because you were able to share these experiences without sounding like a man hater, you Mm -hmm. know, but because you were like, no, I like men. Yeah. And I I want one. I want one. I want one real bad. But and I love that you did that because you were like girl and people automatically assume girl power just as mm-hmm. like F men, forget this, yeah, forget yeah, that. Yeah. You was like, uh uh-uh. uh. No, I want one. I, I haven't been out on a date in so long. You're like, I want a good one though. I want a good one. Yes. One I, yeah, I need I need a good one. One that's one that's not gonna be stressing you out. One that's not using three in one shampoo, body wash, conditioner. I need I need him to have a skincare routine, condition, oh exfoliate, yes. all that. It was so funny when you were sharing about that and then all also the things that you do on the side in between comedy just like and that's how you could know this was back in i don't know when it was when we first met it had to be like summertime or something yeah. like that and i'm still remembering 
the oh, jokes yeah. and the presents that you bought and, awesome. brought, and I'm literally I'm laughing again yes as I, I think that. about it yes <laughs> and so I don't know if you realize like that's the kind of positive impact that you're making and what you're bringing to the table and what you're sharing with others when you perform oh man that makes me feel so good yeah I've, I've never heard that before I think yeah. uh, that I love that it's appreciated that way because again like like I I work really hard to make people forget about Mm. what's going on in their personal yeah. lives mm-hmm. any anything like that i work really hard to yeah. people to come usually comedy shows are like a, yeah. about an hour and a half long yeah i want someone to forget about everything for an hour and a half and mm. i want you to laugh at me yeah dating a man for two years that used three <laughs> in one shampoo body wash and conditioner like i, I don't care about yeah, me Shasta. Yeah. i don't care about you yeah we'll talk about we'll talk about me for a second that's that's fine you can yeah. laugh at me but uh yeah but yeah, I, I I love I just I love that you like yeah. respect this so much and that it feels really good to know that I yeah. a, a joke I wrote about me yeah. not being great at dating yeah. is is resonating with people. Yeah. So that feels incredible. And you're so down to earth too, and so sweet. Just a wonderful person. <gasps> Thank you. You know, and oh I should have been surprised because anybody that my boy Chris is, oh, yeah. is suggests and he has connected with, we're all like, boom, we yeah. all become family. Chris, who's also a total sweetheart, oh, super nice guy. Love I him. love Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah he be getting all the shout outs. Be like, oh, Chris, yeah. Williams, I know Chris Williams. Anyways, Chris Williams. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually. My name is actually Chris Williams. You Chris Williams? Are we all Chris? We are Chris. We are Chris. <laughs> I'm gonna text during our song break. Be like, Chris, <laughs> we're bragging on you during the show. <laughs> so speaking of, it's actually time for our first song break. This is a brand new song. I love BJ the Chicago Kid and also Coco Jones. This is their song called "Spend the Night." And so I was like, I cannot wait to play it on the show, and especially with you here because you really appreciate R&B, yes, soul. I do. Just yes, great music. And so, y'all, I'm here with Kelsey Ray. This is episode 54. Keep listening to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne radio show on KJBU 99.3 FM. We'll be right back. Feels right, yeah. Don't wanna think about. 
All right, everyone, welcome back to Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM. That was our first song break. We premiered a brand new song by BJ the Chicago Kid and Coco Jones, Spend the Night. I'm still here with my girl, the beautiful, the hilarious, the talented, down-to-earth Kelsey Ray. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is episode 54. I cannot believe it, y'all. 54 episodes and counting. If you would want to be a sponsor for my Laugh About It radio show or donate to any of the work I'm doing, please reach out via email or on my social media. So before we go into a game with Kelsey, we have some announcements. So we're going to talk about this more during the What's Next segment, but I still want to be promoting them. So first off, tonight, November 16th, live comedy at The Hub in San Luis Obispo, 7.30 p.m. It's only $15, hosted by our guest, our special guest today, Kelsey Ray. And then to Tomorrow, Friday, November 17th, live comedy at Cruzburg, downtown San Luis Obispo. We got people who listen into the show from all over the state, all over the country, all over the world. And so 8 p.m. is hosted by Kelsey Ray, $15. And then this Saturday, November 18th, live comedy at Central Coast Brewing in San Luis Obispo, $15, hosted by Kelsey Ray. And she's going to share more details about these things. Also, shout out to my to my girl, Michelle Malazaki. She's going to be at the Hollywood Improv this Sunday, November 19th at 8.30 p.m. Tickets are only $12. Go to improv.com, I-M-P-R-O-V.com. And also, shout out to my boy, who was a celebrity guest on the show back in June, Morgan J. His tour has now going international and he's already selling out dates in london go to m-o-r-g-a-n-j-a-y.com morganj.com he's also still on a cast member on vh1's hit show nick cannon's wild and out so make sure you go and watch that as well also shout out to big citric he is performing in temecula on november 18th which is saturday go to his instagram big citric b-i-g-c-i-t-r-i-c so if you're closer to his area then go to that show instead wherever you are the closest to that's the shows we want you to go to unless if you want to travel to which me and my friends love to do that and then also of course my christmas miracle which is my live stage production this is the first play i ever wrote created directed executive produced it is coming up Friday, December 1st, and Saturday, December 2nd in Oxnard at Grace Life Community Church. It's 7 p.m. both days. And make sure you get there on time because we start on time because we got a pre-show. And it's free for the whole family and whole community. It's going to be starring Ellis Wynn, which, you know, he's a friend to the show. Denise Carter, who's also a friend to the show. Chewy Malik, who we've played his music on our show. And he's also was a performer at my birthday party. And it's going to be a phenomenal time. You do not want to miss it. And then lastly, Denise Carter and Friends, Thursday, December 2nd. 7th at 7 p.m. at Copa Comedy Club in Ventura. No cover charge. Of course, Denise Carter is going to be there. Sam Silverman, who's going to be on the show next month and more. And then lastly, if you're looking for New Year's Eve plans, Phil Medina, Big Citric, Denise Carter, and more are going to be at Levity Live. Last year, y'all, they packed that place out so much, even I couldn't get in. And you know, I was like, <gasps> and I'm not saying it like I'm like the most like somebody, but trust, when there be comedy shows, people love to have me up in there. And even I couldn't get in because it was like, they sold like over 400 tickets. So if you want to go, buy your ticket early and make sure you get there early. So December 31st. All right, so Kelsey, we are going to play Say What? Where we ask you rapid fire questions about you. And you have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Ooh, okay. Yes, I am. Yes, All I right, am. it's time for our Say What segment. Say what? 
<laughs> Shout out to Morgan J who does the intro and outro of that segment. All right, favorite comedian? Leslie Jones. Oh, I love her. What's the best live comedy show you've ever attended? Ooh, I'm going to say probably Mark Marin. Mark Marin last year okay. at the Fremont. Yeah. I gotta check him out. All right, when was the last time you laughed really hard? The last time, I mean, aside from hanging out with you right now, uh, <laughs> I I think it was on, on uh, probably yesterday when I was finishing up Leslie Jones' book. Oh my gosh, I gotta, I want to get her book. You have to, you have to do the audio book, okay? Because she is talking to you. She's, I've oh never heard goodness. an audio book read like that before. That is my girl. I love her so much. She's gonna be performing in Thousand Oaks at the Civic Souls Arts Plaza December third. So I'm like, let me go on and see if I can try to make this yes. show. Yes, that is my girl. All right. So, best compliment you've ever received from a fan or audience member? Um, I would say that I think it was like one of my earlier times performing. It was probably maybe like my second or third mm-hmm. show that I had ever been booked on. Mm-hmm. And uh, one guy that was he was one of those guys that was hard to break. Yeah, wouldn't laugh. Came up to me and said that I was his favorite comic that <gasps> night. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that felt incredible. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I love that. What do you love most about being a comedian? I, I think it's, I just love making people laugh. Mm-hmm. I love making people laugh. I love turning uh, sticky situations into something palatable that people can relate to and laugh at. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it is truly therapeutic. So mm. I, I would say, yeah, probably that. What's the hardest thing about being a comedian? The hardest part is, is being raw and open mm. and hoping that people can find the light in it that you did Mm. being trying like talking about you know traumatic things Mm -hmm. going through as a kid and just hoping that people like understand you Mm -hmm. uh i think Mm -hmm. that it's putting putting yourself on the line like that is probably the hardest part Mm. wow it is very vulnerable Mm -hmm. and we didn't we'll talk about in the next segment so favorite joke of yours my favorite joke right now is is the one that we touched on earlier where i talk about uh um I want a man to love me the way he loves a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> I do love like, that. Like I'll, I'll settle for that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need passion. I don't need romance. I just, I just want to, I just want to be the, your favorite thing you keep in your back pocket. That's what I'll take. I'll and take the, it. That the way they point. love their sports teams and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah, too much. They're, and they and they they say we, and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that you were part of the Raiders. <laughs> I don't know why you say we won that There's game. There's one guy who was literally crying. I was like, is he thinking about all the money that he spent on the, the merch and he's, the games and everything? If, if it's a Raiders fan, he's probably crying because he's a Raiders fan. That's upsetting <laughs> in and of itself. What type, what's your favorite type of comedy to perform? Um... My favorite type of comedy to perform is honestly just the storytelling. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that. I, I'm not real great at crowd work. Uh, yeah. I, I get th- I, I'm still one of those people where I come back. I have a good comeback two minutes later. So <laughs> it's not very relevant. Uh, yeah. I just love when I get to go on stage and just talk about myself and, and tell stories. Yeah. And so storytelling. Like yeah, I love sure. that. What brings you joy? Ooh, honestly, if it's like something if i need to be picked up real quick music mm-hmm. music will always yeah. change the like my mood or anything like that yeah otherwise like surrounding myself with friends but like if it's truly yes. like any moment music. Yeah. yes who or what inspires you Ooh. well I, I mean i think it's probably always changing right now leslie jones 
is yes. truly like an inspiration. She, I mean, in her book, she talks about like the whole first half of a book isn't even about comedy. It's about figuring out how to love yourself. Oh my god! And realizing yes. like being confident in who you are and, yeah. and not caring what. Because that's the other thing too about being a comedian is there's always going to be someone in your ear telling you you should do this, you should do that. But mm -hmm. learning how to really love myself and lean into that yeah i think because she she's been truly inspiring in, yeah in like the the three weeks i've been listening to her yes book, insane and i'm sure you find it crazy too that only with women i'm not i'm sure they probably do it with male comedians too to the extreme like mm -hmm. how matt may experience it but it's on the other extreme but only with women comedians and entertainers do people focus on how you look oh like more than time. your talent even ksenia when she came on my show all and she time. is beautiful inside mm -hmm. and out she literally had someone tell her because she wasn't interested tell her oh well, your body's a 10 but your face is a six. Oh, and mm -hmm. i was like and that's what she wrote her tiny d song oh <laughs> i love that i love that no yeah I, i've been and it's always crazy because people will say it in a way they try yeah. to be nice about it yeah. like uh yeah oh what what is it i've gotten oh i'm, I'm just not as marketable uh-uh i'm not as marketable i'm gonna tell you what's marketable because you can shove that comment <laughs> what's your favorite comedy movie Oh man, okay. Not even comedy movie, my favorite movie of all time, The Wedding Singer. Oh yes. That movie I could quote every part of it. <laughs> I could do every facial gesture, yes. everything. I love that movie. Yes. What's your favorite inspirational quote? Ooh, um I don't know what it is verbatim, but it's it's the one about like those who lead Mm -hmm. do it by like showing mm. not just telling someone what to do or yeah. something that like something about like not being bossy but being a leader mm. there's a difference between yeah that but i think that's just because that i apply that to my work a lot right to, to like my actual day job so yeah that's good funniest joke you've ever heard my funniest joke i ever heard i was felipe esparza oh yeah had this he's special. so funny so oh, good and love him and again because i wasn't I, i'm not someone that grew up really watching a lot of comedy yeah uh I remember seeing his special that came out at this point, maybe seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was so relatable because mm -hmm. he was just talking about being a Hispanic dude. Yes. And he was talking about how he likes girls with stretch marks mm -hmm. and it, <laughs> that it looks like, she, it looks like she got attacked by a tiger. And then, and then he lifts up his shirt and he's like, I got attacked too. We got to go catch these cats. I was, I was crying, laughing. It was so good. Yes. Oh, so he's good. awesome. And lastly, favorite place you perform live so far ooh favorite place i've performed live honestly it was recently um so i'm from santa maria neighboring city to that is guadalupe mm -hmm. and i mostly i perform in slow but i got to perform in guad uh, mm -hmm. about a month ago mm -hmm. And my parents, uh, I think my parents tried to come. They, they weren't able to make it because Frankie Quinones oh, was yeah. headlining. So it, that, that thing sold out real quick. Yeah. But I got to, being able to perform in my hometown mm. is the best. Wow. It, was, it was so, it was so cool. Uh, and because I know the area, I was able to do like local jokes and mm -hmm. people lost it. But the, that crowd was incredible. Mm. So cool. Wow. You just survived Say What? Say What? <laughs> Thank you, Morgan J, for the intro and outro of that segment. All right, it's time for our What's Next segment, Kelsey. Please tell us what you're currently working on, what you have coming up. Share anything you want to promote from the past, present, or future. Okay, yeah. So I have a... Uh, so 
the comedy production bootleg comedy collective uh we do a, a run of shows so it's the third week of the month we have three shows in a row so thursday friday saturday uh so i have that going on starting today is is our first show uh super excited for that i'm hosting all of them and hosting is you better go on with your best so. i love hosting man it's it's so cool i i love bringing that energy up um and then i have in december i'm doing another roast battle out in bakersfield and then the end of december i'll be performing at a show up in the bay area so that's what i have going on right now great and then also do you want to promote like anything from your social media anything that you want to share with us because remember something that is not new to you it could be new to somebody else who's mm -hmm. just tuning in yeah I, I mean all my social medias are the same it's uh hey hey kelsey ray with an ie uh and then the, the comedy the the comedy production that i'm a part of is the bootleg comedy collective great wonderful all right so it's time for our let's go and, and congratulations too with all your shows coming up and everything you. you've been doing and especially you know with you like you said really pushing the pedal to the metal mm -hmm. and wanting to travel so i think that's phenomenal so this time for our let's go segment this is where i review comedy events i've attended podcasts or albums i've listened to and movies i've seen recently are you ready are you ready are you ready let's go Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. <laughs> hey. Y'all, me and Kelsey been up in this studio. Jamming. We are jamming. And shout out to Dark Minds because I love that song. Let's go. All right. So, you know, I have to review Matt Rive's natural selection. First ever, ever, ever Netflix special. Although he has three specials out already on YouTube and it just came out on Netflix last night natural selection and obviously I wanted to watch it and I usually don't be watching these things the day they come out because mm -hmm. I have a whole list of things I need to watch and listen to from all my comedian friends and I like to really listen I'm not going to tell you I listened to something and then I really didn't oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't stand that so, <laughs> but so I watched that last mm -hmm. night and I definitely highly suggest everyone to watch it okay so we haven't watched it yet. yes yeah. I highly suggest everyone to watch it so obviously first off I only review things that I like mm -hmm. if I don't like something it'll never be publicly shared that I didn't like it because you, you know save what's it for the group chat exactly because what's the point you don't need to like tell everybody that you didn't like something yeah exactly it's like you know that who knows even if something's not my taste it's somebody's taste yeah. and I never want to shoot down someone's dreams or passions mm -hmm. if I don't like it like I said we would just talk to each other about yeah. it but anyway so first off obviously I'm very personally connected because knowing his story and having been supporting him for many years mm -hmm. and we're like family and so I've been a, it's been a combination of me like laughing crying tears of joy thanking God like pinching myself like this is mm -hmm. real life he's a reminder of how quickly people's lives can change yep. and for the better yep. and so first going out and seeing how he's packing out all these places and I saved the story from when he shared it because I remember it too it was literally not even a year and a half ago he could probably get about 35 40 people 80 at most to a show and half of those people got in for free that's crazy yeah and he sold actually 600,000 tickets for his international tour sold out the entire thing in two days and you said, when was it? You said like a year and a half ago? Yeah. That he, That's crazy. I know. That's and crazy. he doesn't like social media like that. Mm -hmm. I remember he always tell me, uh, tell me everyone, he always posts about it. He was just going up and down all the emotions. And so then when he finally, finally decided to get on TikTok, mm -hmm. 
is when things started to yep. blow up. It's just crazy. But anyway, so I love his storytelling. Mm -hmm. He has brilliant storytelling. It's not crowd work. Like oh, yeah. it is not crowd work on his special. People always think, oh, he just does crowd work. Yeah, why would you put all your good bits that you work so crowd hard Crowd work for? is smart to post. Yes. It is smart to post. You're not burning anything you yes. worked on that you yes. tried on. It's quick. And also people's attention span is what? 10 seconds mm -hmm. on stuff like that. You can yeah. only do crowd work. Yes, exactly. So that was great with it. Um, I love his storytelling too. I love the way his mind works and goes, does with different things. And it's so funny too, because you know, he's very, very, uh, savage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it even says in there like raunchy with it and the thing is I like that he's been like that the whole time so anybody that has issues with him it's not like he switched up yeah. he always done been like this yeah. you know and then it's just the stories he'll tell and the way he goes into things was really funny like I don't want to give it away but one thing I laughed really hard about was his situation on the airplane and with the flight attendant and mm -hmm. then the way he was like you ain't gonna talk to me yeah. <laughs> like I'm on Spirit Airlines yeah. <laughs> he's like I'm a platinum customer <laughs> I got all these airline miles and just the different things that he told and his his uh, the way he does the voices like he does a joke too about like women who are like really into spirituality and crystals mm -hmm. and stuff and when he's imitating their voices and so just those things is really funny I just love the way he just pours his heart out there and he also finds ways to like encourage people and remind them like to keep being yourself yep. work really hard for the things you're passionate about yep. and so for me the whole overall um, review of it is a 10 out of 10. I'm so proud of him. I'm so excited for what he has in store. I always knew this would be his destiny mm -hmm. and I would tell him every chance I got and he, we still ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. I don't know. He's just going to continue to shoot the stratospheres. That's and, so crazy. And That's it's so literally, cool. and he's 12 years in. People think yeah. that it was overnight. Oh yeah. At 12 years in. And it's funny. One thing he said recently, this was when he was doing his press run and he was like, he's like, I spent all my life trying to have a good personality. He goes, and then I got a jawline at 22. <laughs> That is so. That is so true. That a hundred percent, man. Because like I've been, I've I've been like going to the gym and yeah. working out and eating, and I've I've been losing weight. And you I'm look like, good, child. Thank you. But I'm like, will I still be funny? I'm like, what, what if what if I lose the pound of fat where I keep all my jokes? Like, what, what am I gonna do? I was like, dang, oh, you were I'm so scared. funny. I'm gonna have to start growing my eyebrows together or something. You know, they I did need this, something. <laughs> they did the same thing with Adele when she lost weight. It was mm -hmm. like, is she gonna be able to sing? I'm like, are y'all kidding me? <laughs> she's she didn't lose her internal organs. You're good. <laughs> but anyway, so that's our let's go segment, y'all. I'll continue to be bragging on the show. Go and watch it. It's trending. He's breaking the internet. That's my boy. All right, it's time for our final segment. This is it's all good, where we share a good news story that is happening. All right, and shout out to Mandisa from her hit song, Good News. We love it. And so that's for the intro and outro of this segment. So Kelsey, we all need more good news, positivity, and optimism. We are often only hearing about the negative and bad things happening, but there are also great things happening too. There are good things to celebrate. So we are now also accepting audio messages from you sharing your good news and positive stories. Just reach out to me via social media or email me at sadechampagnemusic at gmail.com. And then once you submit them to me we will read them aloud we'll play your audio messages aloud to share your good news stories and guess what we have our special and celebrity guests they leave me merch items they leave me free gifts and we want to give them to you so we've given out books stickers coffee mugs t-shirts pens and so we want to celebrate with you 
So, you know, there's a website called goodnewsnetwork.org and you go on there and you can sign up for free and they'll send you good news stories happening in the country and around the world every day. And so this particular story, it says a 12 year old develops fire detection system that wins her $25,000 in top junior scientist award. That's crazy. 12 years old? Yes. So a 12-year-old girl from Miller Middle School in San Jose has won $25,000 in a science fair for her invention of a new fire detection system that's faster, cheaper, and more reliable than smoke detectors. The Thermo Fisher Jr.'s Innovators Challenge claims to be the nation's premier STEM contest for middle schoolers, and Shania Gill won over second and third place inventions of a smartphone app that can detect certain cancers and an experimental method of generating electricity through plant cells. In the summer of 2022, a fire destroyed a restaurant behind Shania's house. That incident inspired her to create a fire detection system that involved connecting an affordable thermal camera to a compact computer. It wasn't that the restaurant didn't have smoke detectors, but as Shania explains, that requires that there be a significant amount of smoke first which can sometimes mean a fire has already started and gotten out of control. She programmed her system to differentiate between people, which were identified as warm objects moving horizontally and heat sources, such as an active gas burner, which were identified as hot objects that remained stationary. That the system can the system can send a text message when it detects a heat source but no human presence for a continuous 10-minute period. Shania's system accurately detected human presence 98% of the time and heat sources 97% of the time. It wasn't that the restaurant didn't, oh, says, okay. Yeah, it wasn't that the restaurant didn't have smoke detectors, but as Shani explains, that requires there to be a significant amount of first. Yeah, it's already started. So she programmed her system to differentiate between people which were identified as warm objects moving horizontally and heat sources. And so she says she was able to get it to that. So the Thermo Fisher JIC, a program of the Society for Science, reaches 65,000 middle schoolers nationwide and inspires them to follow their personal STEM passions to exciting college and career paths. The 30 finalists are counted among the nation's brightest students, with several, including Shania, collectively accepting more than $100,000 at tonight's awards ceremony at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. That is crazy. I know. And so smart. What's crazy, too, is, like, you think, like, smoke detectors yeah. are, like, save, saving yeah. lives. Yeah. Uh, but that's true. Like, it doesn't go off until there has to already have been a fire for mm -hmm. there to be that much smoke hitting your ceiling. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, using, and then, like, differentiating between that. And this girl is 12 years old. Mm -hmm. When I, Like I said, it took me 10 years to finish community college. When, <laughs> I, when I was 12, me and my friends were hanging out in a riverbed. Like, she... <laughs> That is so, that is so, and yeah. then making it too, like everyone has a smartphone, yes. being able to check on your phone. And yeah. Honestly, talking too about how if like a, a stationary hot object with no human present, mm -hmm. I'm like, does that mean that I'd be able to tell if I left the stove on? Because that's, that's something I do all the time. Yeah. I'm like, that is yeah. insane, this 12-year-old girl. I know. And so, and especially since I had two powerhouses on my show today, I was like, I wanted to share this first good news story with you and yeah, with everyone sick. listening. That's and it's so, so cool. powerful and inspiring. Yeah, definitely so, inspiring. Uh, love that. That's our It's All Good News Story of the Week. If you got it, share it. If you need it, receive it. Come on, tell everyone that it's all about good
thank you for tuning in to episode 54 of Laugh About It with Sade Champagne on KJBU 99.3 FM in Oxnard. Thank you to our special guest, Kelsey Ray. Thank you. Thank I you cannot for wait. Me here. Oh my this goodness. Was so fun. I can't wait to come and see you again. Yes. I'm going up to San Luis Obispo. Yes. I love the beach there. I love the drive. It's really not that bad. It's way better driving up that way than the oh, 101 South Child. 100%. And so please follow her on all social media platforms at Hey Hey Kelsey Ray, H E Y H E Y K E L S I E R A E. And her production company is Bootleg Comedy Collective, B O O T L E G C O M E D Y C O L L E C T I V E. You can book her there as well. Our final song of the show is actually another one of my favorite ones. It's a new one. It's by Ava Max. I love her music. She gets me pumped up too. And I'm actually working on a dance routine to this song and I'll be posting the video about it soon when I finish the choreography. So this is Ava Max with Weapons. And stick around right after this short song break because we have another brand new episode with special guest, professional comedian, comedy coach, and best-selling author, Samantha Behrman. I'm Sade Champagne and thanks for listening to my new radio show. Stop using your words as weapons. I swear this town's a battlefield. Can make you feel strong and vulnerable. These empty hearts are made of steel. But underneath they're not invincible. When nothing but some stardust and molecules. Trying to find the light in the darkest rooms. So no matter what you say to me. joyful heart are like good medicine. Welcome to my brand new show. A new kind of comedy. (laughs) 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 Laugh 
With shiny champagne, laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, there is so much more in store. We have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, joy is our superpower. Always takes us higher when life is feeling low. We will blossom like a flower. With laughter gives us strength to glow. Special guest comedians, funny stories, segments too. We wanna know what makes you laugh, what brings you joy when you are blue. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your family, tell a friend. Laughter is a gift for all, so share your smile and let's stand tall. Laugh about it, laugh about it. <laughs> With shiny champagne, laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne, there is so much more in store. We have so much to live for. Laugh about it, laugh about it. With shiny champagne.